Chapter 6. Woe is me. The gloomiest kid in Miss Plum's room was Jeremy. Jeremy's favorite word was doom. His favorite weather was wet. His favorite color was black. Jeremy always wore black shoes, black socks, black pants, and a black t-shirt. When he grew up, he wanted a tattoo of a cobweb on his arm. Jeremy never smiled because he said, it's a weary, weary way. No one quite knew what that meant, but it was the sort of thing Jeremy liked to say. Who can get me a glue stick? asked Ms. Plum one rainy October afternoon. Jeremy slowly raised his hand, propping it with the other and letting his fingers hang pale and limp. When Miss Plum picked him, he walked in a weary, weary way to the closet. Carlos let out a big, weary sigh, glanced at Ms. Plum, but knew it was pointless. He would come into class in a coffin and it wouldn't make Ms. Plum pick him. A moment later, Jeremy stepped out of the closet with a small raven hunched on his shoulder. It was dark black with black eyes and a black beak and looked too heavy for his head. Nevertheless, Jeremy said in a grimly satisfied way, nevermore. Huh? said Lucy. Ms. Plum explained that Jeremy was referring to a famous poem by Edgar Allan Poe about a raven who only said nevermore to everything. Quoth the raven, said Jeremy with a faint nod of his head, nevermore. Quoth, said Eric, Means said, explained Carlos. Jeremy slumped back into his seat, noticing with satisfaction in the mirror how the bird crouched on his shoulder, looking as gloomy as midnight. Maybe your raven will say something, said Eric. Beware, said Jeremy, for they are messengers of death. Nadia bit her lip. Eric grinned and said, awesome. Speak, dark one, said Jeremy. Tell them of their doom. Pig snout, said the raven. Pig snout, what does that mean, said Dharma. Jeremy frowned. Speak to us of bleakness, commanded Jeremy. Speak to us of sorrow. Pig snout, said the raven. Dharma and Mindy giggled. Jeremy couldn't believe it. That's not what ravens say, he complained. The raven hunched its dark shoulders. It looked very gloomy and woeful on Jeremy's shoulder. No matter what Jeremy did or said, it would croak. All it would croak was pig snout. Jeremy spent the whole morning with his pig snout in his ear. The other students came over at break time and asked the bird questions just to hear the bird say pig snout. What's 15 times three? asked Eric. Pig snout. What's the capital of Japan? asked Emiko. Pig snout. Would you like a knuckle sandwich? said Brad. Pig snout. But they needn't have bothered. The raven was just happy to say pig snout any time. Just at random in the middle of nothing, he would say pig snout. He said it loudly. He said it softly. He murmured it. He squawked it in a sharp croak. Stop saying that, Jeremy finally said. Pig snout, whispered the raven in his ear. You stink, said Jeremy. Pig snout, crooned the raven. You're a big phony. Pig snout, the raven rapped out. Why, I oughta. Pig snout, pig snout, pig snout, pig snout. 
the raven said really, really fast. And then it happened. Jeremy just started to giggle. He squashed his hands over his mouth, but he couldn't stop. First, the giggle was like a tiny bubble of air escaping from inside of his mouth. Then it was like a ripping stream. Then it was a laugh, a laugh so loud and so hard that Jeremy buried his hands in his arms, buried his head in his arms, and his chest was shaking. The raven complained with a loud pig snout and glared. But Jeremy just kept laughing until it seemed every laugh he'd ever had inside of him was out. Finally, he raised his head from his arms, wiping his tears off his cheeks and shook his head happily. Oh man, oh man, he said, smiling at Miss Plum. Pig snout? Indeed, said Miss Plum with a smile. And then she told him it was time for the raven to go back. Pig snout, said Jeremy, closing the closet door with a little salute and a lopsided grin. And the next day, Jeremy came to school in a bright red high tops and a tie-dyed t-shirt bursting with lemon yellow stars. On December, one December afternoon, Miss Plum walked over to the closet and opened the door. She didn't go inside. Instead, she held up one of her plums and called out, sweets for my sweets. Soon there was a sound of faraway voices and a faint creaking from the closet. The sound grew closer. Every eye was on the closet doorway. Suddenly, a band of miniature monkeys came striding forth chittering and screaming. Half a dozen of the monkeys pulled a wagon filled to the brim with candy. The little monkeys grabbed the candies and raced around the room giving them to the students. They weren't like can- they weren't like any candy the kids had ever seen. Tasha looked at a pink and white candy shaped like a rabbit. When she bit into it, it exploded like a cloud of cotton candy in her mouth, filling it with the taste of strawberries and cream. Jeremy got a candy that looked like a zebra lollipop, and when he stuck it in his mouth, he realized that each stripe had a different flavor. It's chocolate. Mmm, no. Butterscotch, licorice. I don't know what this is, but it's a good one. Carlos got a handful of tiny gumballs. At least they looked like gumballs, but a monkey grabbed one and heaved it at the ground, and it bounced around the room like a super ball. Then the monkey opened its mouth and the gumball landed inside. Score! Carlos quickly tossed one of the balls. It careened off the floor, the ceiling, a light fixture, Mindy's desk, and then he opened his mouth. It hit his tongue and instantly dissolved into the taste of sweet lemonade with maybe just a bit of dust. Every student got a different candy and later, thinking about it, everyone felt they had gotten the, exactly the right candy for them. As soon as the monkeys had given out their candy, they scampered onto Miss Plum's desk and eagerly took several plums from her basket. They piled them in the wagon and pulled it back into the closet. The door shut slowly behind them. Why did we get the candy? asked Tashla. Because, said Miss Plum. Because we did all good on our spelling tests? asked Becky O. Because it's Friday? asked Brad. Because it's almost Christmas? asked Nadia. No, said Miss Plum, just because. Why did the monkey get your plums? asked Lucy. Because they gave us candy, asked Eric. Because they were cute, asked Demico. Because they go ape for your plums, asked Jeremy. Get it? 
He snorted at his own joke. Go ape? Oh, just because, said Miss Plum. Just because of what, said Carlos. He didn't like no not knowing exactly the answer to things. Miss Plum surveyed her class. Her students were finishing up their treats, licking their fingers and lips and smiling happy smiles. She tilted her head in the winter sunlight. The tips of her glasses sparkled like purple frost. She happily licked the plum lollipop the monkeys had given her. Just because, she finally said to Carlos, sometimes the answer is just because. <laughs>